It is the Anum 365 all hits, no misses. I have missed saying that so much. Your favorite podcast is back. Thank you very much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. Um, took a bit of a break because, like I said, your boy was going through the most. Um, you know, lots of lots of difficult things happening um, in the world, and lots of difficult things happening personally. Um, more particularly, like a lot of death. Like it's 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 crazy, man. Lost my dog. Um, p- people are losing their parents to COVID. Here, left, right, and center. It's just it's just been a wild time. But it's it's been it's been interesting in the fact that in the sense that I've been like on a high um, for the past week or so. I think you know whatever whatever valley I was in because you know life is all about peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. So I think whatever valley I was in, I'm out of. Um, and we're gonna move. Things aren't great, but I think this is a, as good as they're gonna be. <laughs> so might as well get back to creating content. Um, and I am so blessed. I I have got the homie. Um, this is probably the second the second podcast he's been on. I think the first one was when we were saying goodbye to him when he was headed off to Cape Town to to start writing another chapter in his life. We're with the homie Hetty Dog. How are you? I'm all right, brother Nkuli. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm very good. I'm very good, dog. You've got a fresh cut there, bro. What's is it? Uh... <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. You know, level two came with some confidence, so I had to go get a haircut, dog. <laughs> oh, wait, dog. Um, thanks for being on the podcast, dog. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've you've listened to the podcast before. Um, I don't know. You've been on the podcast before, but I don't want to. But I want to give a little bit of an introduction as to like you know who you are, right? Just so that new listeners can also be like, who's this, who's this handsome nigga on the screen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so homie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, where you are now and what you're doing now. Um, all right, cool. My name's Hetty. Uh, other friends call me Spusiso as well. Go by both names. Um, I'm from Joburg, Joburg South. Was born in Naturena. Grew up a bit of in Midrand and then back in Joburg South. And yeah, basically what I do, I'm a technical investment specialist. So uh, do I have to talk about my, my, my career? I don't know how to go about this, man. I mean, I mean, what do you do? Because to be quite honest, whenever, if anyone asks me what you do, I say, look, man, he's it's something involved with economics and graphs and maths and... <laughs> I don't actually know what he does. <laughs> Look, man, I don't even know what he does. Okay, okay, cool. Um, job. Let me let me tell, let me start. Don't, don't say who you work for. Don't say who you work for. Let's I'll never. <laughs> I'll, I'll never. I'll never. They'll never take me down. Cancel culture will, will catch you real quick. <laughs> They'll never take me down. Okay, I work in the finance and investment space. So, so I'm basically a, the name is different in different organizations mm-hmm. at the organization I work right now, they call it a technical investment specialist. Um, anywhere else, the normal catch-all term is a performance analyst. So performance of what? Performance analyst, uh, that's what I was about to oh, say. My bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> performance analyst, you basically look at the performance of, um, unit trust. Oh, okay. So how different unit trusts in different asset classes are performing. 
and basically from a competitive research perspective as well as also from creating a sales sales collateral so um there's these there's sales guys who actually need to go out and sell these unit trusts yeah. to uh, broker consultants to retail investors yeah so you have to create sales collateral create all these graphs and basically show them hey guys we've been good over um 10 years and we're good on a year to date this is how we make your investment portfolio better mm. give us some money so, uh, <laughs> yeah tell me do you guys invest because 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 i always wonder about that because mk does something similar and once again i don't know what mk does but he was working at <laughs> he was working at a bank and then he was busy giving me advice as to um at the time it was um time bank because time bank had this thing of um they, they had this um, investment thing where like after three months the so the first month your your interest is like six percent the second month your interest mm-hmm. is like eight percent and then the third month your interest is at ten percent so obviously they want you to keep your money in for for long for long term and that was that yeah so, so that was a very good idea because i mean ten percent and it's available immediately you don't have there's no notice period or whatever so i mean do you get do you specifically do you invest or are you do i invest um i had an investment account mm-hmm. um when i started working i started i i got like an investment account i i, I put some money with ellen gray mm. um through invest online yeah and it was like they just dump something in a portfolio based on your risk assessments and whatnot and then i had to catch that out when i had to move to cape town for the first time and i recently started out again but um now i'm with um i'm doing it through easy equities and easy equities you basically have an array of shares as well as indexes that you can invest in yeah, so okay. uh, i've started i've started out again but yeah um you had, no, can, so so before i get on to the fun stuff i still want to I, I still want to know know more about this thing right so like why mm-hmm. why did you study this um why did i study it um basically i made my study choice off of uh my strengths mm-hmm. and my interests mm. like i was in i remember it was like grade 11. yeah um when you know when you had to like apply for varsity and stuff yeah. i was like damn okay what the hell am i gonna do <laughs> this is a very familiar this is a very familiar story with most people <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had to make a choice so soon bro yeah. i'm so young uh it's like shit. um i look i was like okay let me apply for law because i was like okay maybe i could do the law thing but i deep down i did a cba and i was like no good um lawyers read you have to read a lot mm-hmm. and reading reading is not one of my strong points i would say mm-hmm. um well so i was like okay cool i'll, I'll apply for that um then i did a bcom accounting uh the the xi yeah going towards the ca routes and then i did a general bcom because i knew like numbers maths economics was my thing and accounting was my thing back in high school mm. so i was like all right if you go with your strength chances are you'll survive a lot easier yeah and then no oh, get to get to first year first year i was in accounting science and i was just like damn this is actually pretty boring <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Yo, dude, I didn't even open that text. There was a the, the jelly bean textbook yeah, we had yeah. that had all all our tugs and exercises, bro. That thing never got open. <laughs> I was coasting. <laughs> I was coasting off the knowledge I had from from high school, and I was just like, okay, cool. I will not survive because I know next year is probably gonna get worse. But then, what I got introduced to was finance and economics, and I really like that part because it's like it's more like it's what's happening mm. like around you and making the best financial decisions for yourself based on the information you have. So um, I enjoyed that perspective of it, and I and I took that forward, and here we are. Dope. And then there's another thing that you're you're, you're very good at, um, and that is graphic design um when when did you start doing that because actually i always felt like <clears throat> i always felt like you underrated yourself um in the sense that you didn't post your stuff as much but like now mm-hmm. you're, you're forever posting your your shit and i'm and i'm forever uh giving you nice ratings there because because some of them <laughs> are really funny and what what, what 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 i like really about your your cartoons especially is the um the double entendres and the and the wordplay and and all of that <laughs> so so i mean those are very those, those those are very dope so what 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 started that um what started that um basically i started illustrating and drawing um cartoons that uh, has been with me probably like i'd say most of my life from grade seven till throughout high school to varsity onwards like it's something that's always been a part of me and it's something that i always um that that fuels me so i always do it um i've got a collection of like all of my doodles Mm. from from high school till now so last week i've got a (laughs) i've got a collection of all my doodles so you can basically see like my thought process how i do things how i draw or like my draw style i've I've, it took a while for me to actually figure out like my draw style Mm. and how i actually like to do things but it's always been a part of me and i I really love to do it so i always just make sure i do it and it's just also a coping mechanism i'd say so what's 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 the difference now like between before because before you never used to post them and where does this confidence come from now all of a sudden um it's uh me putting myself out there so i can basically hold myself accountable for to get better yeah yeah, yeah. you know so it's like as long as it's there and I can see it and it's there for others to see, um, I think it'll help me just improve on it and actually take it uh, a, a step further. Because um, once you start putting your, your stuff out there, other people start reaching out and saying, "Hey, can you do this?" And you'll be like, "Oh shit, I don't know. Can I do this?" Yeah. And um, you sort of have to push yourself and extend yourself a little further. Just to perfect your craft and everything so um that's why i'm putting it out there and also i've got a few plans for how i'm going to roll out my illustrations going forward mm. like um i don't want to re- i don't want to reveal too much now sure. but yeah <laughs> something's going to happen watch watch this watch this space my man. <laughs> bro you know you know there's always because i mean um 
I think even with this podcast, and I think that's maybe an interesting thing about being an artist and or being a creative. And 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 I've recently started to embrace that title because um, before I didn't because I mean so many people better than me. But <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think there's there's this thing about being an artist or creative where. Um, it's very personal and you're very protective over your art so you don't want people to mm. criticize it but then at the same time the more people that experience it it feels amazing especially when they like it yes. <laughs> how do you manage that man oh dude um you, you you're speaking to my heart right now you know that um when Baidu goes keep in mind i'm an artist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Because um, you yourself, you know, inside you know that shit, man, something about this, you know it's dope. And you want the whole world to recognize it for what it is. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't it, it doesn't get the reception you want. They're going to say, turn that and... white shit off, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They don't see the vision. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh... So it's just okay. Do you keep it to yourself, or do you do you just share it? And I think you should just share it, man. Mm. Do you think that's a, a thing of maturity and age, or like? Because I feel like maybe fourteen-year-old Hetty, and I don't know. I never knew you when you were fourteen. But I mean, do you yeah. do you think it's just a, a thing of age or growth? What what do you think it is? Um. I think it's a thing of age or growth um, because at the end of the day, I think um, when you want to talk about a person's purpose and people wanting to leave behind a legacy, I think it leans to more that um, where um, your voice comes out through your art or through what you do and you just want people to you want that them to say yo i was i was here this was what i was about this is what i stood for mm. and the more the, the older you get that voice wants to come out so yeah i think it's that that's deep so then um how do you manage the two because um you've got this um job which i which i assume is very demanding and then you've also got this passion yeah. which I mean, as much as much as it is fun to create, it can also be tiring to create, you know. So, so how mm-hmm. so how do you manage those two? Do you manage those two, or are you just are you just winging it, hoping for the best? <laughs> uh, bit of both, man. Bit of both. <laughs> like if some if um, the New Yorker calls me and says, "Hey, we want you to illustrate for our covers," I'm mega. I'm gone. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, but how do I manage the two? Like a drawing idea would come to me at any moment. I'm doodling. It helps with the thought process, mm. and it helps with it helps with managing stress. Mm. So even if I'm at work, my work notes have my doodles, and they have my next illustration ideas. And this is happening, and it's helping me think, and it's helping me cope with the stress that comes with work. Mm. So. They sort of there's sort of a give and take relationship with both. And I have sometimes thought like, okay, cool. If I didn't have my job, would I still be as good of an illustrator? Will the ideas still come to me? 
the way they still do because they come to me at work mm. they come to me when i'm on my way to work or under stressful situations where i just need a laugh or something and that's when it comes to so i was like yo if i don't have that will i still get the ideas i don't know it's a very interesting question and yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i've thought about that also when it's like um I don't know with business ideas and all of that. Sometimes I think because I'm doing the law, the law shit, it gives me better perspective or it gives me a break from thinking about like kuyasha media and then when I'm not thinking up mm. when I'm not thinking about it, I allow new ideas to come to me. But yeah, I'm yeah, I don't know also, bro. That's that's a very that, that, that's a very interesting way to look at things and I think it's positive because then it's like it's not an either or kind of situation. You know yeah um like um honestly i think we're sort of past the time where um you can be a master of one thing like we can honestly um have our fingers in two or three pies and excel equally at all of them because if we just put the time in i think you can just you can basically conquer that. Mm. So I feel like you're good. Mm. There's no there's no this or that. You can have it all, bro. Yeah. Um where do you find your creativity? Like I know you say you allow it to just come to you. Um I, I was listening to another podcast where um guy was talking about how every morning when he wakes up he he writes down 10 ideas, right? And 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 he does that yeah. simply for the purpose of um keeping his the creative muscle in his in his brain working and yeah. and, and, and d- d- doesn't let it you know become weaker so like i i, yeah. I often struggle with like where do i find my creativity i used to think i find my creativity and i still well, i still do to an extent in the depths of sadness definitely and also in the depths mm-hmm. of intoxication right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know I'm 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 trying to look for more way and 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 what I and, and what I like particularly about your your stuff like they, they are very creative without like the humanity one that cartoon I find it very funny because I I would have never thought of that and it's very creative like when when mm-hmm. do you get those where do you find this creativity Honestly I think creativity finds you man um and it's just up to you to heed the call. Yeah. Like I just have this theory on creativity that um this 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 this, this most likely came when I was stoned. Uh-huh. So I see creativity as sort of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And this spirit um visits each and every one of us. And it comes through and it uses you as a vessel to get a task across. and it visits more people other more people uh it favors more people than others and the people it favors more are creators artists and because it favors artists um it favors them mostly because these guys always heed the call mm. so when an idea hits you like that guy you listen to on the podcast he writes it down so when inspiration or creativity strikes you always need to listen to the call don't be like oh no that's a silly idea and just chuck it away then 
the spirit of creativity won't visit you if you if you take tackling it up with like with that mindset you always need to be like okay cool let's see what this idea is always always just create when you can so or when the inspiration strikes so do you think certain people are are, are just inclined to be creatives whether they like it or not um i think so but anyone can anyone can be creative okay anyone can be creative if you put your time into it and always heed the call of creativity but when you're inspired by something just do it mm. oh because like you're saying it visits yeah. all of us but some are just probably visits yeah because what and the fact that it visits all of us mm-hmm. no okay cool no, i just want to know, I just wanna know why, why why kendrick lamar is a better rapper than i am for example <laughs> yeah so <laughs> what, is what what made him what made him so special that that, that the spirit of creativity went to him more you know but i guess i mean i'm, I'm uh, being ridiculous because he also worked on his craft but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah continue sorry he worked on his he worked he worked on his craft and yeah you you but you, you might not be the kendrick lamar but you're you and you have your talents um that the spirit of creativity can use to uh burden its message and everything mm. and all you just need to do is just tap into that and yeah mm. um so, so so tell me um you and i have spoken quite a bit about like uh our challenges with mental health right because you know we talk about mental health on this podcast a, a shitload right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um so then um how do you you know a part of me wants to okay i'm not being very coherent right now because my mind is going everywhere but let's let's start here do you think creatives and artists are generally people that that struggle with mental health i've i've got a view but i want i want to i want to hear you mm-hmm. i want to hear yours first um the creativity might have come from a bad place because it always comes from a means of trying to cope with whatever you're going through and finding an avenue to release all these emotions, release all these ideas that come to your head and all these thoughts that come to your head and what you feel and everything. So um not to say um um people there are people that struggle with mental health but they've just found avenues to deal with their mental issues through art and through creativity mm. so yeah i think so because you know what i'm thinking because i think creativity um is, is is like is the highest form of intelligence right and i think the problem with intelligence is that you kind of see things for how they are too too much right um and you i think you 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 get a bigger dose of reality than someone who's of a lower intelligence because someone who's of a lower intelligence maybe won't notice something that is very um fucked up on a on a on a deep psychological and emotional level just because <laughs> i mean just because they don't see it and, th- and, th- and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them i just feel like creatives and artists see the world for what it is and because of that um 
and, and that higher level of intelligence, they get a lot more sad or a lot more anxious because their mind is on so many things at one time that 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 that, yeah. that it, it it manifests in anxiety, depression, maybe bipolar, like like easy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Damn, poor easy man. Hey, poor easy, bro. <laughs> but also, I don't want to talk about him. But also, him is. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that guy, bro. Oh, <laughs> so like, yeah. I, Go for it. I wouldn't know what to say to him right now. I like, I wouldn't be the Dave Chappelle to fly out. I'll just hit him up with the WhatsApp and say, yeah, I'm not that. Let's keep on. <laughs> Did you see how uncomfortable Dave Chappelle was in that video? <laughs> but dude, with Kanye's like, tell a joke, tell a joke. Just <laughs> Why is it tell a joke? Not that? If, and I'm pretty sure in Dave Chappelle's mind, if you if you want me to tell a joke right now, it'll probably be about yeah. so I can't. I think Dave Chappelle is just a wild, is just a wild person, bro. This is why he's, he's, he's probably like, hey niggas, let's go see Kanye West. <laughs> let's go see Kanye West. <laughs> but it's so funny, man. I don't know, man. So, so um, tell me, dude. Also, I think the problem with with, with Kanye is he, he's off the meds, and um, like like he said, when he's off the meds, he he he, he really wilds out, and I think. Maybe the nature of being bipolar. I don't know. I'm. Tr- I don't know what it is. To, what what it feels like to be bipolar. But mm-hmm. I'm speculating. I think he, there's also a little bit of denial in it because when he. I think when he is at his um, sane moments, I think he he recognizes that there's a problem. But then when he's not in those sane moments, um, I think. And I think those. Ins- I don't want to say insane, but those insane moments are more are, are more are more. Um, what's this intense yeah more intense and more and happen more often so tell me do you, are, are you are you on the meds um yeah there is a med that i do take mm. um but i only take it on like a microdose basis and when things are like really hectic um got subscribed uh prescribed to it from my, my mom and everything mm. so um what it is is basically amitriptyline mm-hmm. so it's an old school muscle relax old school antidepressant and it's also like a muscle relaxant yeah so it's like a sedative so um what it basically does take it before bed because like i have when i get like really stressed out and really anxious um i can't sleep mm-hmm. like and i have like super hyper hearing like i swear i can hear my neighbor snoring next door mm-hmm. So I have to, I have to like take something. So I just take a, a pop, a half a, half a tripling and I'm out. But yeah, that's the side effects. I don't really like the side effects as much. So I try to avoid it. What are the side effects? Um, side effects is you get a really numbing feeling when you go to bed and you can feel your body sink into the thing, into like the mattress, right? And when you wake up, your body is still sunk in the mattress. So it's really hard to like wake up and actually start the day and be present mm. in that day. And you find yourself feeling like you're not in your body for like the first two hours of the day. Yeah, it's it just feel good. It just doesn't feel good for me. So I I just try to avoid that and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, do the, do the 
Yeah. Oh no, sorry. No, I was gonna say it's it's interesting because like I've been on meds, right? Like for like probably now um what year are we in 2020? Probably probably now like three years I've been I've been on meds and stuff. And it's interesting that I've never had side effects. And you're, 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 basically every person I've spoken to, or most of the people I've spoken to, all, all say they've got X, Y, and Z side, side effects. But I really haven't had side effects. I've only had withdrawal mm. effects if I stop taking them for like for like two days. Then I start developing like a headache or I can't see straight anymore. But it's never like actual actual side effects. Actually, at a point, I thought they, they had given me uh, placebos because I thought, why am I the only one that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have side effects? These damn pills ain't working, man. <laughs> so so it's, 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 it's one of those, bro. It's, it's weird, bro. I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer to that one. Um, maybe it's a good thing I don't have side effects. You know, what, what, I shouldn't be having side effects. Maybe that means they've, they've got the combination, right? Yeah. Do you see a site? No, man. As long as, um, no, I don't see a site. Yeah. Have you ever? Oh, also, uh, uh-uh. mm. I also want to um talk to you about something. You shut down an idea of mine, which I still think it's a good idea. What idea is this? So I want to speak to you about this. The speed dating, oh. but for therapists. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I shut that down real quick and I'm, and I'm still going to shut it down, but explain, explain. I know what speed dating is and I know what a okay. therapist is, but this is clearly, I, 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 I think it's a bad idea and I'll give you my reasons, but but open up. Okay, okay cool. Listen, um, so I'll, I just got that idea when just thinking about trying to find a therapist. Yeah and trying to find sort of an ideal therapist or someone um, I'd be comfortable enough to be vulnerable around, you know? And um, I, I had this sense of like apprehension and I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know what would help this? If there was sort of some sort of speed dating thing where I could just um, speak to some therapist, like say maybe an hour or 30 minutes, we just, have a conversation i they they tell me how they've treated whatever it is that i'm going through i tell them a bit of my backstory and be like okay cool next one next one and say out of six yeah there's six on the there's six on the night and then i'll be like yeah you know what i like that one mm-hmm. or i didn't like that one he reminded me of my father <laughs> and <laughs> yeah I'm not, there's no way I'm gonna open up to that. <laughs> so, so, and I feel like there's a lot of people that have that type of apprehension towards finding a therapist or seeing therapy. So it's like, okay, cool. We can pay the therapist. They'll be paying like they're like they're actually doing an actual consultations for the whole day. The people going to there would actually have to pay to go. Yeah. Look, so it's like okay. Cool. <laughs> I hear the logic, right? Uh, uh, and yeah. and uh, and I can follow it, but I disagree, right? Re- reason, mm. and and actually, I purely disagree. It's mainly ba- based off of um, my my lived experiences. So, so maybe my lived experience yeah. isn't isn't the norm, but to an extent, it is. Right? <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> 
so the, the the thing for me is that the I think it's a journey in order to first open up to 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 a, to a psychologist and also to find the correct psychologist um so i mean i think i've had three um the first two i um i didn't like it was very difficult opening up i think the second i didn't open up at all just moved on first one opened up good 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 and then started being mediocre and not responding to you emails and texts and calls and respond like two days later and you're like but chief this is an emergency and you're taking your time you know <laughs> so then so then you got ghosted by a therapist it does it happens man it happens to the best of us bro so then i'm so sorry <laughs> you're actually an asshole you know that <laughs> He was like, nah, this nigga problem is too much for me. <laughs> so, so you, you, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I edit this video, I'm gonna like put like, uh, I don't know, something on your face to, to embarrass you or something. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. But like, yeah, so then, so then um, I'm like, nah, man, uh, I'm not going, gonna go with her. Then I went to another one. And then the third one, which is the one I'm still currently with, um, it'll, it'll, she was pretty mediocre at the beginning right um but i cuz when i when i when i when i wanted a psychologist I, i was very specific that i wanted someone who's young and someone who's black because i wanted someone that could to a large extent understand where i'm coming from and all of that i want to speak to yeah. i don't want to speak to an old white woman for example right so then um i think she wasn't so good at it at the beginning and i stopped therapy for about a year it's so interesting it was like right before i found out um, about uh, uh, nina being pregnant right so like yeah i was like wow actually if i if i waited for like a week longer i might have continued with the, with the, the sessions because it was a, i mean that was a very um tur- turbulent time right yeah so then so then you anyway, know i stopped for a year i came back and she was really good right and and now i see her every every week um and so the reason i say all of that is that i think first of all i don't talk enough about how i think a part of the journey of therapy is you may stop for a long time you know and i think that that's a normal part of the journey but the other part is that I think it is a journey and and the reason I, why I disagree with the speed dating thing is that I think it's very difficult to open up to 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 anyone on on the level that you're going to especially yeah. open up to a psychologist and then you're not going to want to do that five times in one night and then also um it's going to it it takes time for you to develop to develop the connection to develop the trust and 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 all of that and also on the understanding that you might just decide no this person isn't isn't the right one for me after after a few months so so yeah. that that's that's the only reason I, dis- I disagree with it because i think it, you can't condense it into a one day thing you get me yeah i get you but i mean try it up get your point get your points bro get your points hey man we'll see how it goes <laughs> But yeah, you can't really trivialize the process because it, it is a 
it is by the way you describe it it's a process it's a it's a, it's a very it's a very and i think you know Charlemagne the god because i listened to his podcast and i think that's also something that has made me more comfortable with with understanding that this thing is a process like he's been going for years and he's like yo man the last session i cried for the first time blah 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 and he goes through the process and I, and i think that's why i also try to talk about the process I mean, i cried for the first time a couple of like two months ago when i was in a really really bad rut but you know it is it's it's I, and i don't think i would have been able to do that if i hadn't gone through the the journey that I'm that I'm speaking yeah. about because you know your niggas don't cry what the hell I'm going to cry in front of you <laughs> you know it's like stuff like that but you cry when Arsenal loses that's acceptable tears man <laughs> that's <laughs> the connection with the sports team is a lot is a lot deeper than anything else that's what I'll say now <laughs> oh so anyway anyway let's move on to the next topic because we're running out of time um so we're, we're we're emotional gents and all of that and i don't, and I, i don't know if you if you've been noticing recently i've been i've been tweeting very 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 strongly i've started a i've started a movement the, the anti marriage movement uh reason being i've dealt with so many divorces and i just think this marriage is probably the the worst contract anyone could get themselves into um what do you think about that <laughs> What do you think about that? Um, hey, um, I do kind of think it's um, outdated as a, like sort of an institution, but mm. a lifelong partnership is something that I do wish to strive for. I agree. Uh, that, my, my thing is, I agree with a, a lifelong partnership. I just don't think marriage, or even maybe not even marriage in the Western sense. I don't. I don't. I, I I don't think anyone should do it. I just think that there's no benefit to signing that piece of paper unless you're a woman that's going to be a housewife. Then you need that piece of paper to protect you in case that man decides to leave and then you're stuck with nothing, right? Then yeah. it makes sense. But I think if you're two professionals um or you you're two people with the ability to 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 make an income and and all of that and I I I really I don't think anyone should get married. It's just unless this and I always say this unless there's a strategic or legal purposes, you know. You know, strategic um being in the sense maybe you want to get citizenship, right? Or strategic yeah. maybe you 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 want your your assets uh to be to be um put together for some reason. I can't think of one. Or maybe you 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 don't want your your wife to testify against you in court, or you don't want them her to be because because they 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 can subpoena you, which means they'll force you to testify in in, in court, but they can't yeah. force you to testify against your spouse. So so yeah. so I feel like if if there's those um, strategic uh, legal purposes behind it, I get it. But if it's just because I love you, you love me, why? I don't. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> um, <laughs> you basically described marriage as a merger and acquisition. Exactly. Two entities coming, exactly. two entities coming together to achieve synergies, whether through horizontal integration or vertical integration. We're like, okay, cool. We want to do this because, hey, um, our assets together can we can do more things together. Exactly. And, 
you'll, you'll never you'll never see a merger and acquisition because the ceo of this company just really likes the ceo of another company <laughs> you'll be like okay but what's the what's the value to this acquisition and merger you'll be like no i mean he's a really nice guy he makes me laugh you know <laughs> you know he makes me laugh makes me feel good inside sends me a text in the morning you know we smile at each other at the ho- on the hard train <laughs> like i don't i don't get it bro. and and i don't and look my my, my view might change eh? and like uh no there, there was there was that one viral that viral that one viral tweet that i saw about marriage saying like yo dude why is it still a lifetime contract can't we have like um five-year renewals and be like okay cool do we still want this thing are we still in this for the same reasons or something but um what i've been reading also um i don't know if you've read the the book sapiens it's about yeah it's basically about the history of humankind all of the time from say um the stone age archaeology uh hunter-gatherer age um agriculture revolutionary etc etc so um it's interesting to see that the family structure has changed over time that um our immediate families we never had immediate families not so 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 long ago back in the the, the ancient past people used to live in sort of polymorous villages where it legit took a village to raise a child it's like hey that might be my baby i'm not too sure but i'll treat it like it's my baby because hey <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> what and yeah for real bro this okay. this been like but how how how, how like, would you not know like is 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 everyone just like um just out there yeah so other? so don't put it like that it's called polymorous living come on man <laughs> <laughs> i'm this trying is, to put it in in modern terms you know? Yeah, so um they basically had lived in these polymorous villages and yes, everybody didn't did they part and then what had happened was that was when in the hunter gatherer days how the the author basis and then what had happened people became um farmers. So these huge pods of villages became small immediate families because now instead of us hunter gathering from uh the village where growing crops growing crops requires people to stay in a place longer than they usually yes, do it's true true so now we we have to stay in a place longer than we usually do we have to build ourselves shelter we have to feed a homestead and whatnot and then it made more sense for um immediate families to come about And so this 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 example is this a universal example so did this happen across the world or is this particular to a continent or i mean no, or do you remember those un- it's universal so it's just a part of how um we as the history of humans have come about so we've mm. come from different structures and all of these structures structures can be put in place structures can be removed mm like the structure of marriage right now it was in place it's you know it was put in place it can be removed we can yeah. sit down and be like okay guys in check in check this marriage thing is not really working so what's going to work for us in like let's sit down and speak about this because we legit have the power to do that 
Mm. So, I mean, yeah. do, do you think that, to, to quote um, the GOAT, um, do you think that um, love is cursed by monogamy? And um, I'm asking that for two reasons, right? First reason, uh, single parent, hate when I hear it, so we're, we're, so you know, we, we yeah. broke up a, a while ago. And then secondly, um, what you've just described, do you think that we're meant to be in monogamous relationships? Um, I don't think, um, I favor monogamy, uh, but I don't think, um, we have one soulmate. That's something that I would explain. That's something that I'll dispute. It's, um, like we're becoming a part of an entire global society. Um, things are more achievable to us, like, and connections are more, you can establish connections legit anywhere. Go online, you can meet somebody online, you can meet whoever you want to. And now you're telling me your soulmate is someone who went to the primary school across your primary school. How, what are the odds? Mm. What are the odds that, that, that that's the case? So surely she could be your soulmate she could be your soulmate yes but i think there are other soulmates out there and then it's like okay do you have them all at once and be polymorous or do you try stick to the monogamy thing and it's just like oh it's also something you'd have to discuss with your partner but i think um yeah the the monogamy thing i'd idealistically like you say i'm a romantic man i'm a simp i, mm. I well, I'm, idealistically I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my simp boys far 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 but i agree with you and mm. I, I agree with you but i i think we've got soulmates for um particular seasons and periods in our lives right so i so mm-hmm. i think as we because also i feel like our different people develop at different different rates and um and yeah at, at their own pace so i think someone might be my soulmate for a season where i'm between um 25 and 31 and then yeah then someone else would maybe be for like six months while i'm 32 and then maybe once you get to a particular age where the the seasons reach synergy so maybe you get to 41 and then you yeah. meet someone who's, who's who's also in the same season as you. But now, for you, that season is going to last for until the day you die, you know. But yeah. but, but I, uh, it's a tough one for me, Brav, because I, I also I do believe in monogamy. Um, but I think we should be given a lot of room to try and experiment. I tried Tinder the other day. I hate it. It's mm. the worst shit, dude. It it make that that app makes me so anxious, bro. I hate it so much, bro. I hate it. You know, you know why it's, I hate it. It's because I, I think I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a hunter. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't want I don't want to go to the restaurant. 
I wanna, yeah. I wanna, I wanna be out in the in, in the wilderness. I like the the anxiety I get from sliding in, into the DMs or <laughs> from talking to a girl and then and then letting it and then the number. I think I I enjoy the hunt too much that I tried I tried Tinder and I was like yes this is like really boring. It's it's I I get it you know um and and I get. I don't know. Why, why does it make you anxious? Yo, dude. Because um, I overthink things. So okay. I overthink I overthink the the first message. I overthink how to say things. I overthink my tone, my register. Because this person doesn't know who I am. Doesn't know how I speak. <laughs> yeah. You saw what I said about intelligent people. <laughs> so, so it was just like, hey. Like I was, I can't, I can't be like, oh, what's popping, bitch? Oh no, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, cool. My tone and register is not going to be picked up. So I need to be charming, be respectful, all at the same time, and grammatically correct. It's just too much in my head. So it's just like, nah, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather leave it alone. Um, also, I don't know if you've seen uh, that Netflix series Connected. No, I haven't. Um, so it's just how different things are connected and how um so it just starts with surveying birds surveying pigs then it shows how su- how humans are surveyed by humans and they covered tinder hmm. and um tinder used to have a whole desirability scale hmm. based on based on who swipes right who swipes left and hmm. all these algorithms say okay cool basically who's hot who's not and which 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 makes sense i mean it, it is an app you know at the end of the day yeah so it's just like um you as a hunter you might say hey man i deserve a 10 but on your desirability scale on tinder <laughs> it's gonna say you might deserve a four you you might they, they say you deserve a four and now they're only showing you fours bruh and it's just like okay cool this is my life now i guess <laughs> you see you see that's another thing i think i, I punch above my weight so i like <laughs> <laughs> so i wouldn't I, I wouldn't like to be uh put in that situation you know the, the, mm. there's this thing there's this thing tums us like and it to actually this thing of punching above my weight is, is, is funny so there's we, and we need to wrap up now because i've actually got a meeting now but um <laughs> so 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 I, I tell the story all the time so when i was a kid right my dad I mean, my dad and I, we, we look very similar. We, we're, we're shaped very similar, you know, short niggas, we're out here. <laughs> and then he would always be dating um, the most beautiful um, models. This is after him and my mom divorced, right? He'd be mm-hmm. dating models, beautiful women. And then everyone at school, all the gents would be like, and then dog, what's your problem, bro? Why you, <laughs> why can't you <laughs> do what your dad is doing? <laughs> Isn't he your dad? Surely, surely there, sh- there should be some tr- cross uh, osmosis, yeah. and you learn how to. The and apple then, doesn't fall far from the tree. But they're exactly. But they're like, but dog, you you look like you fell very far. From the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I, I, so then I, I, I was. I mean, I was. I was insecure. I was depressed. I'm like, what the hell? Then, I, then I, then I asked my dad. I'm, I'm like, uh, so, just how do you get girls, man? And he's like, listen. Listen, Nguli. Every girl is going to want Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome, right? I'm like, oh, okay, that's not me. He's like, ah, but what are they going to get? Nkulu <laughs> Lekotzalani. 
then, oh. and then, and then oh. changed my life, right? And then yeah. also very funny. Dooms said a, said a similar thing when we were when we were in varsity, and then you know when we did we did host girls at in our rooms or or whatever, and then because you were going through your your messy phase and you and you were getting all the girls, Dooms is like no 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 that doesn't matter to me, right? Because it's look. There's going to be me, you, Hetty. So it's the three of us. And then there's going to be three other girls. Hetty will get the most beautiful one. But then, and, you, and, and then coach, coach, you might even get the second most beautiful one. But the third one, she's got to settle for me, coach. She's got to settle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think those two, that, that's, that's the type of mentality I take. I, 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 I always punch above my weight. And, and I think that mentality of tombs is very important. Uh, dude. Um, uh, where, 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 can, where can people find you, man? Um, where can people find me? You can just find me on, 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 on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I'm kind of out of commission in terms of um, illustration while I wait for my tablets to come out of repairs. They were, came out of repairs, I paid for the repairs, and then my stylus wasn't working, so I had to take it back. Mm. So, but I will be taking, I'll be working on taking commissions um, as soon as it comes back. If you've got like illustration ideas that you want to run by, if you want me to, to draw your children's book, I could do that. So, Dope. you can, you can find me, on, for, find me for, for, for me and my lady, bro. Oh man, I'd love to, bro. Send me reference pictures, dog. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, I'll send you a reference picture. I don't even know how this works. It's always confusing for me. No, it's okay, man. And yeah, man, just thank you for the catch up, man. It was nice seeing you. This beautiful chocolate man. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Um did you say did you say your handles? I don't think you said your handles. Oh no, you can just follow me on Twitter at Sinister Shikwe, Sinister underscore Shikwe. Um and yeah, it's also the same on, on Instagram. Dope. Hetty, you've yeah. dropped some be- beautiful gems on this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so for now, because I think it's very important to pace myself since I haven't been recording episodes in a while, I'll, for the next two, I'll release one a week and then we'll get back to releasing every two days. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to start sprinting after taking a break you want you want to jog and then build up your, yeah. your pace yeah so anyway yeah. thank you very much for listening i really do appreciate it this was an, another fun one more gems from haiti um yeah yeah that was that was dope man it is the anim 365 all hits no misses thank you very much for listening man. <laughs>